Montesino. This is Solar Punk Prompts, a series for writers where we discuss solar punk, a movement that imagines a world where technology is used for the good of the planet. In this series, we spent each episode exploring a single solar punk story prompt, adding some commentary, some inspirations, and some considerations. Most importantly, we consider how that story might help us to better envision a sustainable civilization. If this is your first time here, I'd recommend checking out our introduction episode first, where we talk about what solar punk is, why you should care, and why this series came into being. Today's prompt is The Tower. A community is freshly moved into a new, wooden, sustainable, climate-controlled tower designed to help them be close to each other and live communally. For some, it's a dream come true. For others, it's a culture shock. But everyone is struggling with the trauma of losing their old homes to floods, fires, and relocation programs. While the adults deal with their emotions, children are quick to run around and explore the wonders of their new home. Our most recent episodes have explored broader societal challenges like access to medicine and large projects like rare earth mining. Let's return now to a more personal level as we imagine the better but realistic world from that grounded perspective. What do I mean by realistic? There are a number of traps we could fall into in speculative fiction that might make it more difficult to tangibly embrace the ideas we share. The biggest of these is the promise that engineering will solve everything. For many hard science fiction stories, the science is the heart of the fiction. Solarpunk naturally carries a lot of similar aspects, being near future and discussing current challenges and approaches. It's easy to say that many of the stories are about environmental science and innovation, but the reality is that the biggest challenges we face are human ones. How do we work together? How do we share things equitably? How do we demonstrate respect for the dignity of others? With that in mind, let's explore this story's tower and think about both its engineering and its humanity. The first part of our prompt talks of the setting and its origins. A community is freshly moved into a new, wooden, sustainable, climate-controlled tower designed to help them be close to each other and live communally. We have quite a bit to work with on the tower itself. This is new construction, not a repurposing of existing architecture. That means that the design choices are intentional. If the top few floors are dedicated community space or the ground floor serves as a market open to the public, those are choices built into the building's plan. It's also built of wood. The United Nations Economic Commission for Europe explores topics of sustainability via programs like the UN Forest Podcast. In a recent episode, host Nyasha Harper-Michon and guests explore and discuss how the future of sustainable building is wood. It may seem counterintuitive, but construction with wood could actually lower emissions of CO2 significantly, and it looks like it may be possible 
without increasing deforestation as well. That does seem like a good starting point for sustainability in the tower, but it's also just the beginning. You have free reign to explore any number of design concepts in an intentional construction like this. One of the best ways of introducing your ideas is through the action and interaction of your characters. The tower is designed to help them be a community, after all. So let's talk about our characters a bit and where they come from. For some, it is a dream come true. For others, it is a culture shock. But everyone is struggling with the trauma of losing their old homes to floods, fires, and relocation programs. The residents of this tower didn't choose to come here. They're facing hardship. They've been displaced, whether by flood or fire or some other issue. Maybe it's simply too hot where they used to live. Maybe the sea level is rising. Maybe they aren't from another place at all, but were just in need of a place to live. Homeless, nursing home residents, hospice care. That's a lot of different backgrounds in this melting pot. Remember, everyone came from somewhere. This place may have been created for them, but some of them will have a hard time adjusting. Many, if not most, will pine for their old homes, their former lives. Still more will be dealing with heavy trauma. There are most certainly families, but there are also probably vulnerable individuals who need but lack a caretaker. This place is designed to bring them together. It won't allow for easy isolation. Perhaps it's via shared common utilities. Laundry, library, kindergarten, even a dining hall. Maybe the operation of some of the tower's functions are jobs offered to the residents. Janitorial work, maintenance, painting, cooking, and serving food. You can explore a lot about this tower of the future. Built to be safe and sustainable first. Ready for communities, not just family units. This is a first of its kind, or is it? Is it a dream project of some architects or social group trying experimental living? Or is this an established kind of social housing project? Perhaps it's well known in another area, but this is the first time it's being tried here with these people. Was it well coordinated? Or do the new residents have to learn things the hard way? Why can't I take a bath every day? What do you mean a common dining room on the third floor? I want a family dinner. The setting is designed to become a character, and its relationship to and with your residents is just as important as their relationships to one another. How will you explore all of these aspects effectively? What strategies do we have to help explore it all? The family, the neighbors, the trauma and loss, the interesting new setting, the confusing changes in culture, the variety of human experiences. If we want to focus our story on the hope for the future, and not as much on the pain and loss, then taking the point of view of a child or several children could be a good option. Consider what they see in this new home, how it might differ from their parents, their willingness to explore, to try new things, to venture beyond the boundaries, or even to cross into someone else's space, could bridge these gaps for the reader 
and become the backbone of a fledgling community. Imagine five to eight-year-old kids who have just moved in, discovering how awesome the place is. A whole floor is a community center. That's so great. It could be as simple as the question of schooling. Or it could be an intergenerational connection of a child to an elderly person living alone. We can still tell these adult stories through the children's lens. Think of films like Life is Beautiful for inspiration. Or TV shows like Bluey that communicate on two levels at once. Ultimately, I'd suggest we think of this prompt of the tower as the juxtaposition of three aspects. The beauty of sustainable and climate-ready engineering focused on people and communities. The trauma of losing everything and relocation and dealing with it together with the new neighbors. And the perspective of the children who may not fully understand what's happening and see conflicting emotions in adults around them. With that as a framework, we have an opportunity to share very real human stories while organically talking about how engineering and design can help with, but not solve, some of the challenges they face. Let's frame this solar punk visionary action in context for readers. Make it real. Make it tangible. Make them want to try it. It's okay to have an agenda as long as the writing is good. Is that the out-of-context quote that's going to get me in trouble? Now, oh, well. So what sort of amazing climate science and sociology shenanigans can we get into? We have an awesome vehicle for communicating ideas. Where's the ideas? I'd suggest starting with a deeper look at societal infrastructure, social infrastructure in particular. That's the physical and organizational structures that support communities like schools, parks, and community centers. It's the places that provide space and resources for people to come together, learn, connect, foster a sense of belonging. As a starting point, I recommend the book Palaces for the People by Eric Kleinenberg, especially the first chapter on libraries. There's also a later chapter directly about the tower concept, though that example failed due to funding cuts and a lack of shared facilities. While the book doesn't do as well as it could on topics like systemic racism, you can feel his passion for community structures and see the starting point of the science and field research on the topic. There's also a lot of active research happening around density and infill strategies, which is worth exploring. The trend in America recently has been a strategy called missing middle, subdividing single-family homes into multifamily homes. It's an interesting idea, which seems to be perfectly nailing the worst possible outcomes. It's increasing traffic and service need without enough population to warrant public transit or new population centers. The short version of all that research is what urban planners have been saying for years. Density is good. It's more sustainable. It takes better advantage of resources. It makes it cheaper to provide more things to more people. But it's also not automatic. There is real science behind the idea. Just packing in more people isn't enough on its own. 
We need to understand the needs of these people, where they need to travel, how they relate to their surrounding communities. The 15-minute city is probably the best shortcut term for all these ideas of density and planned urbanism in a word. It also has been under attack by conspiracy theorists recently, so your mileage with the term may vary. The idea has some implications to our tower to consider. The people who live here don't necessarily all work here. They'll need to leave and travel and return again. With the density that this building offers, how might that relate to public transit and other places people need to go? Is this the only tower, or are there others nearby adding to that density and that transit need? Or perhaps the first couple of floors of these towers are for business use. Does that cut down on the need for travel if many of these businesses provide local services for the community, like healthcare, daycare, and so on? How might the hyper-local community building of the tower compare to other more familiar community centers? Laundromats, for instance, are a social hub in many parts of the world. Does the tower have one? Does it use the wastewater or the gray water for some secondary purpose, like vertical community gardening, where even more socialization takes place? Not one element of our lives happens in isolation, and neither will it in the tower. Let the creative engineering ideas interact with the people and lead to even more ideas. That's where our cool tech stops being sci-fi and starts being solar punk. That's where we find the hope. In the tarot's major arcana, the tower card represents unexpected change or disaster. In our solar punk story, it represents the hope we find afterwards. Hope for the families, hope for the community, the new neighbors finding support in each other and growing together soon ready to help others as their own scars heal. Before we go, let's quickly run through a few other considerations that may help you put your stamp on the story and make it something truly unique. Consider different climates. What would your tower look like in a different place around the world? Does it need weather sealing? Does it have open airflow, gardens? Consider the scale of your story. Is this a family tale? Does it involve several points of view? Will it extend beyond the tower itself? Social housing is often considered subpar in the West. Do the new residents have any worries or prejudice that they're working through? We're exploring urban life versus pastoral settings here. How does that change the solar punk aesthetic? There are opportunities for an anthology of stories. Every one of these people brought to the tower brings with them their own history, challenges, and hopes. There won't be one shared experience moving forward, but rather hundreds of threads entwining creating this community. I truly hope that this prompt inspires you to think of amazing stories, but also about your own communities and how you can come together with the people around you to make something a little bit better. Maybe take a visit to the library and say hi. Until next time, I'm Tomasino. I hope you'll join me for the next 
solarpunk prompt. Music in this episode is Moonlight and A Kind of Hope by Scott Buckley. <laughs>